In the second half of the show, we'll explore the history of each location, the story of the Great America in each city and town along our route. What does it mean to be a Great America on the local level? Was it when a city prospered? When a new business came to town? During a time of civil unrest? Before Western civilization arrived? Resident historian Tom Przelski is here to tell us what made this place great. Tom Przelski is a Tucson native whose family roots in southern Arizona extend back to the 18th century. He worked for both the Pasquayaki tribe and the Tohono O'odham Nation before serving three terms in the Arizona House of Representatives. He was the Pima County historian, and his writings on Arizona history, politics, and culture have appeared in multiple publications. He is the author of California Lancers, the first battalion of Native cavalry in the Far West, 1863 to 1866. More importantly, Tom is our resident historian. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Laura. It's great to be here. In which time period was it a great America in Springer, New Mexico? The period I picked, I went back quite a bit, was uh, period between 1882 and 1897 when Springer was not only the county seat of Colfax County, but was also the center of one of the most bitter land disputes in the history of the American West. What made it great? During that period, Springer was very much the center of what was going on in New Mexico. It was not only the county seat, so it also had drawn the attention of what was called the Santa Fe Ring, which was the uh, political clique that ran the territory of New Mexico in those days. There was a lot of investment from the railroad, and there was just a lot of attention paid to the town. Who was included in that great America? Well, that's actually the crux of the story, which is that you had this kind of almost cinematic villain in the what was called the Maxwell Grant and Railroad Company, who were basically a small group of lawyers and real estate investors who were backed by money from back east, who were trying to exert control over the county. A lot of these investors were actually, you know, they weren't even in the United States. They were places like England and Germany. And there was this enormous land grant that covered a large part of northern New Mexico. These land grant owners were trying to evict small homesteaders and ranchers who were largely Mexican-American and immigrants from other places and force them out so they could completely control the county and profit from their investments in real estate and ranching and the railroad. Who was excluded from that great America? Well, these small farmers and home, well, they weren't really homesteaders. A lot of them were squatting, especially in New Mexico. There were traditions of people just kind of establishing a ranch somewhere and being allowed to work the land. And they were being pushed out by these newcomers who claimed they had a piece of paper that that told them they owned all the land. So it was really a conflict between big money and the little guy. And of course, you know, in the end, the little guy was forced out. How does that tie into current day? My understanding of the town is it's a rather quiet little town. A lot of it's the kind of the charm that defines the character of the town really goes back to this period when there had been so much investment in the town. So there's this beautiful courthouse all these really stately, elegant buildings. 
that really date back to this period. And there's a lot of towns like that all over, especially the American West, where there was a boom time when there was all this, this money coming in and they built this really elegant courthouse and this beautiful post office and that sort of thing. And because there was like an economic change or because the county seat moved to another town, which is what happened in the case of Springer, nothing changed after that. And so you have this snapshot of a specific time period, and that's what's going on in Springer. But Tom, thanks so much for being on the show this week. Well, it's not a problem at all. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for listening to In Search of the Great America. Today's episode had music by Valentin Sochnitsky. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. For show notes and more information on the podcast, please visit our website, greatamericaproject.com. Thank you.